Welcome to The Shrinks on Third, our psychology and social justice podcast. I'm psychologist Julie Mayer. And I'm psychologist Cindy Ariel. Welcome in. Since we've been recording and releasing podcasts for almost four years now. It'll be four years in September, Julie. The time has just flown by, Cindy. So we thought it would be fun to re-release one of our most popular podcasts from early on. In this surprisingly popular podcast, at least surprising to us. Yeah, we rounded up a bunch of issues or challenging situations. And what we mean by a bunch is 11 somehow, 11 different issues. Where we gave a little bit of psychological advice about each. In what can only be described as a slightly goofy format. And like Julie said, it turned out to be one of our most listened to podcasts. All over the world. Indeed. So sit back and take a listen to this recording from a few years ago. Maybe you'll find some helpful advice for yourself or for someone you care about. We don't have a guest. We're talking to you. Yeah. We're talking (laughs) to you, our beloved fans. Please listen. (laughs) Yeah. You want to know what the shrinks think, don't you? Well, we want to tell you. We're going to talk today, Cindy, about what you need to do on a job interview. Three tips. Going on a job interview can be a little bit intimidating, can't it? I haven't been on one in a long time, but (laughs) yes, it's absolutely, totally intimidating. Yeah, I mean, that's what a lot of people feel, like this is scary. So we have three tips. The first tip is make sure that you sit up straight, make eye contact, and make sure you smile. Don't just be anxious. Make sure you look like you're interested. Yeah, it's a way to engage. Yeah. And a little tip for making eye contact, which is hard. You could also look at like the person's forehead or nose or just look around there if you can't look them in the eyes. Well, but <laughs> don't make them feel self-conscious. Okay. <laughs> but yes. Look nearby. Yes. If it's hard to stay on their eyes, stay nearby. That's a really yeah. good tip. Yeah. And then this is a hard one too, but it's important to show interest with questions prepared ahead of time. You know, you have to look at the website of the company. Don't be stalkerish. Yeah, but get some research. Like no some information so that you can ask informed questions so they know you're interested, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. And And here's here's the the shrinks shrinks on third tip. Say something positive. Make sure you compliment the surroundings or say how excited you are to be there or how interested in the job you are. Be positive. Do you know what attracts people? Positivity. Positivity. It does. can be difficult, but it's important. Yeah. Especially when you want somebody to hire you. So practice it ahead of time if it's hard. Yeah. Today, Julie and I are going to tell you how to get yourself motivated to clean out that closet. Good topic. (laughs) Yeah, especially when they're messy. Tip one is... Limit the area that you're attacking. So maybe just do the shelves or the floor or that... Or just your shoes. That shoe thing, yeah. And then the second tip is limit the amount of time you spend doing it. Give yourself an hour or whatever it is you think you might be able to tolerate initially just to start making a dent in it. Exactly. I use a timer. That's a good idea. Do you ever do that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And And then the shrinks on third tip, reward yourself. Oh, I like it. With anything. (laughs) Whatever works for you. Yeah, because you did good work. (laughs) You deserve a reward. You did. Congratulations.
Today, Cindy, we're going to talk about three tips for curating your clothes closet. Maybe you've cleaned it out already, but now you really need to pick and choose what you're really going to keep. That is tough. Yeah. So the first tip is ask yourself, have you worn it in the last two years? Do you really go by two? <laughs> I do because you know what I think? That people's bodies change and styles change. And if you haven't worn it for two years, are you likely to wear it? There's some things I've had for a long time. Oh, me too. But then, you know what? You can always say to yourself, yes, even though I haven't worn it for two years, it's coming back. I'm keeping it. <laughs> well, there's that. And then there's tip number two, which is, is it either flattering or extremely comfy? Extremely comfy is very important. Well, I mean, those things you could have for, you know, 10 Ever. or more, 20. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it depends how old you are. but <laughs> Yeah, but if it's really flattering, of course you might want to keep it. And yeah. if it's really comfortable... There is no doubt that you might want to keep that, yeah. Yeah, and some things never go out of style, even when people think they do. <laughs> They're so great. <laughs> Comfy never goes out of style for me. Yeah. <laughs> and the shrinks, the shrinks on, on third, third tip. tip is ask yourself, are you really likely to wear it again? Just really think about it. This are you likely to? Honesty comes in. Honesty with yourself. Exactly. Be real. <laughs> yeah. Because if you're not, you know what? Someone else might wear it. You could give it to um, something like Goodwill or any of these places that, you know, make it available to someone who might actually wear it. That does make it easier. Yeah. A little bit. Okay. <laughs> Today, we're going to tell you our tips for dressing for success. And by that, we're talking about success in whatever you're doing, going on a date, going for your job, your work. Or a job interview, or any ordinary day, how to feel successful in what you're dressed in. Exactly. And the okay. first tip is wear outfits that help you feel confident, that help you feel like you're going to be your best self. I like that. I, I think like that's really like important. It is. Sometimes what you wear really does impact how you feel about yourself. A lot of times. Yeah. The second tip is think about being true to yourself. So what you put on has to reflect you. If you're on a first date, you still have to look like you. That is true. If they don't like it, swipe left. <laughs> there you go, Julie. That's exactly right. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, at work, of course, you have to take into account your environment, but you still need to be true to yourself. Totally. And, and shrinks, shrinks on, on third, third tip, have one interesting accessory. Oh, I love it. That's <laughs> why we have that as our third tip, because we love that. Yeah, <laughs> maybe something shiny. Yeah, think about the shrinks when you wear it. We want to do three tips to feel good about your body. A lot of people do not feel good about their bodies. Oh, that's a hard one. I know, it is. I feel like it's an important topic, though. So the first tip is accept where you are right now, no matter what your body looks like or feels like, even if it's not where you want to be. I think most people aren't where they want to be. Right. In our culture, especially. I know. But it's, it is important to accept wherever that is. Yeah. In yourself and in others, but first in yourself. Absolutely. Right? And then... The second tip I would say is wear only things that you feel good in, that you feel really reflect you and, and just help you feel good. Yeah, and that are comfortable. Don't be uncomfortable. 
because that just contributes to feeling bad. Be comfortable. And, and the shrinks, shrinks on, on third tip is that your body needs your loving care. So that's what you need to aim for. I don't think we can always do that. It's hard. It's challenging. But I think that's the goal. I think that once you love and care for your body, then you'll do whatever's right for it. Yeah. And yeah. it deserves your love. Today we're going to talk, Cindy, about three tips for motivating to exercise because, you know, it's a tough one. <laughs> oh, that's really hard to get started. It is. It's hard to get started. So our first tip is try a five-minute program. All you're expecting of yourself is to do some sort of exercise for five minutes. Anyone can do that, right? Five minutes is good. Five minutes of walking, five minutes of... Even yoga. Yoga. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> Five minutes isn't that much. No, so. it's not. You could do anything for five minutes. Yeah, right. And then you could aim, tip number two, you could aim to get it into a routine. Yeah, so maybe try to do it every day or at least a few times a week and sort of schedule it like you would yeah. an appointment maybe. Yeah, I think you have to start to schedule it every, at least you know, a couple times a week, move it up to three times a week. Some yeah. people do it twice a day. Sure. Uh, ultimately, <laughs> that would be great. But I think in order to make it a habit, you have to turn it into some kind of routine initially. And something realistic that you can do. If that's five minutes twice a week, that's five minutes and more twice a week than it would have been. Exactly. And the, the shrinks, shrinks on, on third tip, tip is reflect afterward on how you feel because you've just done some self-care. You should feel kind of good about yourself. Yeah, I... <laughs> I do feel good after I, let's say, go to the gym, for example. But what I relate more to is this sign in my gym that says, you'll thank yourself in three months. Well, it's true. That yeah. actually helps me. It motivates me. Like, okay, three. And even though I've been going longer than three months, I keep thinking, like, well, three more months is going to be even better, even better. Yeah. Well, I, I think you have to try to thank yourself even along the way. But <laughs> I, I like the three-month goal, too. <laughs> And today, what we want to tell you three tips about is for ending a bad relationship. Ooh, that's tough. <laughs> it's really tough. And in fact, tip one is you have to make sure you really are ready to do it. If not, you have to wait until you're ready. Oh, yeah. Because otherwise, it's not going to work. You're going to go back to the guy, even though you know you need to leave him. If you're not ready to leave him, then... Or her. Him or, or her. her. Either way. Or they. We don't know who we're talking about. Right. <laughs> Whoever we're talking about. <laughs> if you're not ready to leave, don't do it yet. <laughs> yeah. But number two, tip number two is if you're willing to challenge yourself by facing the grief and pain that you're going to feel when you do end it, then you should be able to do it and make it stick. Lots of grief. There is mourning involved. Oh, yeah. You're ending a relationship. That's Even if it's terrible. It's still sad. Very. Yeah. Very hard. And the shrinks, the shrinks on, on third tip. tip be very kind and caring towards yourself. Oh, you're going to need that. You need it and you deserve it. You do. Because breaking up with someone is a difficult thing to do. Breaking up is hard, hard to, to do. do. That's what they <laughs> say.
today we want to tell you about something very difficult. We want to give you three tips on grieving. Yeah, Cindy, that's a tough topic. I know. And the most important thing, the first tip, is there's no time limit for grief and no right way to do it. Yeah, I know people always think that I should be done grieving by now or I should read books on how to grieve. And I'm always saying to them, no, you just have to be. You just have to feel your feelings. And in our society, I think people get the message that you just have to get back to life, forget about it, move on. Yeah, it's not that simple. doesn't work that way. No, and the second tip is the first two or three years are often the hardest after a loss because you have anniversary reactions and birthdays and things you would have done with that person that you're doing without them now. It's hard. That's right. Life changes and you have to readjust. Life is new. It's all different when someone dies. I think it takes at least a few years to really integrate that. But I know when you're grieving somebody who you were really close to, it can take 10 years, the rest of your life even. You never really stop grieving sometimes. So the shrinks on third tip is stay connected to people. You know, after that first week when everybody runs over and brings stuff and talks about it, people tend to fade away and sometimes they don't realize that you're left hurting. Yeah, I think you need to really make an effort to rely on the people who care about you. Don't bottle it up. Keep talking to people. Let them know that you still need them. Yeah. We want to tell you about three tips for making your diet more healthy. You know, it's really hard to eat healthy all the time. It's really hard. You may not want to. No, nobody (laughs) wants to. I mean, there are people who want to. But (laughs) the first tip is shop only for healthy food. So when you go shopping, think about health. Think about what would be a good thing to eat. Yeah, and that varies, doesn't it? I mean, what is healthy? What is healthy? Well, We would have to discuss that. (laughs) We would. I mean, it's easier to say what isn't healthy. Those chocolate cakes or junk food, that, that's not healthy. They're not healthy? No, just kidding. <laughs> In fact, the tip I'm going to say, tip number two, is to rid your home of junk food. Yeah, but how do you do that? Do you, you have to eat get, it all? <laughs> or get rid of the chocolate cakes? What? <laughs> this is terrible. Anyway. But, um, but it's true. If, if you, you have it there, you're going to eat it. And if you don't have it there, but instead you have something healthy that you like, it has to be something you like, but that's healthy, you're much more likely to eat healthy. That's a fact. Or sometimes I'd rather not eat, but that's a different story. Maybe that's okay, too. (laughs) Well, the shrinks on third tip is please allow yourself to make changes gradually if that's what works best for you. For some people, it's just switching out one not healthy meal for a salad or something, you know, once a week or twice a week. But if you really need to go cold turkey, then do that. You have to figure out what works best for you. It's hard to figure out. Yeah, you might have to experiment. Yeah, yeah, try both. Today we want to give you three tips for chipping away at negative self-judgment. Because so many people have that. It's awful. Yeah, so many people feel that kind of shame all the time. And it's a terrible burden. It is. So the first tip, the first thing you have to do is focus on other people. And rather than judging yourself, focus on them and what they're doing. Yeah. And the second tip is remind yourself that often other people are actually thinking about themselves. They have the same problem. They're self-focused and feeling negative. They're not thinking about you. 
Exactly. Sometimes we are also self-focused that we think that people are seeing ourselves the same way, you know, like that big pimple on your face, but they don't they're even not know seeing about it. it. They're yeah. thinking about what they're having for dinner or, you know, or their own pimples. Yeah, for sure. And the, the shrinks, shrinks on third, third tip is stay in the present and don't overthink it. Yeah, don't go back later and reflect on every word you said. It doesn't help. Nobody else is remembering it. Be in the current time. Be in the present. And when you do, because you will, because it's hard not to. It is. Remind yourself to also focus on the other person. Yeah, and be kinder to yourself if you can. Be kind and take care. Today, Cindy, we're going to talk about how to give constructive criticism. Not always the easiest thing to do. Oh, no. <laughs> Our first tip is think first before you speak. Think about how best the person might hear you. Because really, you want to convey something. You do. And that's very important to think about the other person. and What they're able to actually hear and what might make them just shut down. Exactly. And that kind of leads into tip two, which has to do with being sensitive to the time and place that you offer the criticism. Oh, yeah. Very important. You don't want to do it in front of people or timing, timing of day. So much goes into that. Oh, yeah, because you don't want to shame somebody if you really want them to hear your criticism and try to make change. right? If you truly want to make it constructive, yeah. you have to think about making it constructive. Absolutely. So the shrinks, shrinks on, on third, third tip is to do the sandwich. You know what the sandwich is, Cindy? I do. <laughs> I do, too, and I love it. <laughs> you say something positive to the person, and you have to mean it, but you give them something positive initially. I really care about you, and I want you to listen to what I have to say because it means a lot to me that we stay positive with each other. And then you say your criticism, whatever it is, having thought it through, like we said, and then you end with something positive, too. That's why it's a sandwich. Positive, criticism, positive. And that way, maybe the person has a chance of really hearing you. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, you have to be careful with that, too, because the positive has to be honest, like you said. It has to be real, and it has to balance out. It can't be like, I like you, but here's 10 <laughs> criticisms, and oh, and yeah, I still like you. <laughs> yeah, it has to be a little more subtle than that. <laughs> Subtle and, you know, Meaningful. Um, has to be real. And balanced. You have to stay real. If you have other tips on this or another topic, let us know at shrinksonthird at gmail.com and we'll share them. Always. And if you want tips on a specific topic, let us know that too. We love to tell you what the shrinks think. Take, Take care. care.